An AI encyclopedia? Duck or dinosaur? Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my story today is AI news. So this article is from CNET, and today I want to talk a little about little bit about Chat GPT, which you might have heard about. <laughs> uh, chat is is this a thing that's like writing songs now? It's doing a lot of stuff. Oh, okay, it's doing more than just writing songs. And apparently, a lot of people on Twitter have been talking about it in the past week, which is why it's news. Okay, yeah, that's how news works. That's how news works, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> so, uh, the headline is why everyone's obsessed with chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would um, love to find out. So I just, you know, people are buzzing about this and I, this was a very informative article. So that's why I brought it. Okay. So chat GPT is an AI chatbot system that the group OpenAI released actually in November to show off and test what a very large, powerful AI system can accomplish. You can ask it countless questions and often will get an answer that's useful. So it's like a free to access, like a computer program that you can ask it any question and it'll like respond intelligently. And I know that that seems like, oh, other people have made this, but this is like the next, supposedly like the next next level of like state of the art. Yes. It's like a state of the art version of that type of tech. Okay. So that's why everyone's kind of like, saying it's like a big deal um so some examples are you can ask it like encyclopedia type questions like facts like explain newton's laws of motion you know the googling type stuff or you can tell it to do stuff for you like write a poem um and you can also follow up your request like this example it said like you can say write me a poem and then after it writes a poem say okay now make that make it more exciting and it'll like know what to do like it'll take its own poem and like edit it and stuff yeah So it has this kind of like next level of language um, interpretation. You can also ask it to write computer programs for you, but they don't always like work. (laughs) Oh yeah. Some of, some people at work were chatting about this and like Mm -hmm. they they actually, somebody wrote to it, do what our company does. Like write a program that does (laughs) what our company does. And it just like wrote a program that was like the company name and like, do that like it was not it didn't do anything oh, but it was okay. just like it was like was it technically technically real code for but like that just an didn't extremely do literal interpretation of what it had been asked to do then yes <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was really that's funny that's so funny yeah okay well that was that was probably this thing because like everyone's like, oh no it's gonna put us out of our jobs and then it's like no no, no it's, it's not. not no it's, <laughs> it's not extremely not so according to this article the the catch with all this is that this the chat GPT doesn't actually know anything because it's an AI trained to recognize patterns in vast amounts of text harvested from the internet. So it's really just like a text parsing algorithm, not uh-huh. really like just a like knowledge. A big web scraper. Yeah. Um, and then, so it, that's like its base layer. And then it's further trained to, to like make the dialogue that it gives you more correct and intelligible. Okay. Um, so that what that means is that the answers that it gives you may sound plausible and like they may sound like they're the right answer, but they might be like totally wrong. <laughs> so it could just confidently give you an incredibly wrong answer. Yes. Very cool. <laughs> exactly. And the the group that made it, it clearly like 
they say that like they're not trying yeah. to claim anything else. Um, no, there's a so, li- there's still a limit to this uh, kind of technology. Exactly. Um, so apparently, Twitter this past week is full of just people like buzzing about this and talking about how like this thing can write code, like you just said, yeah. <laughs> or like this thing can like you know we don't need Google anymore. You can just like ask this and it'll just tell you the answer, and you don't need to like sift through websites or anything. And this thing could just write a college essay for you, um, but that's not actually true. Yeah, uh, I would, I would that give that more in a bit. I would give that essay a second read through <laughs> right. before you uh, send it along. Um, something else that happened, I believe, this past week was that the software developer site Stack Overflow actually banned ChatGPT answers to programming questions because, um, like, they're not they're not correct. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and um, according to them, they made a statement that like posting of answers created by this chatbot is substantially harmful to the site and to users who are actually looking for correct answers. So they're Mm. like, you may not use this for that. Um, And then on the term of like, is this better than a Google search? Like technically it's probably like faster. It's like more direct, but um, like kind of like I mentioned, like you don't really know if what it's telling you is actually correct. And so like, if I assume it's like, it also doesn't provide any sources. Exactly. That's exactly what the article said. It was like, it's not like it's giving you a source for where it got its information. It's going to tell you something. So, you know, don't, like use this for something important. I could just see it scraping like a bunch of articles or like common misconceptions and then just like interpreting the answers to like common like mistakes as like the actual answer to something. Cause it doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's just guess it's just guessing. <laughs> yeah. Natural language processing is one of the most difficult tasks for AI to do. Cause it's just so complicated there's just it's so hard for nuance. some humans to do like yeah you expect a computer to figure it out like yeah not on its own it's really difficult so you know that anyway that I, I think this is really interesting and it's cool but you know it's not it's not anywhere where it's just like oh you can just it'll write a book for you it'll do all this stuff and it'll yeah. give you all the answers to everything you don't never need to use google again like it's not there yet yeah i think i did see an example where they were like write me a song about like something and like and it did yeah it was not a good song and like <laughs> Towards the beginning, it rhymed, but towards the end, it kind of stopped rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I wanted to log in and like just mess around with it, but the site was down because I think they have too much traffic. Oh, probably. Like yeah. it had some message we'll about have to their wait. servers. So wait to get our own. Because I'm like, that would have been so fun to just like mess around with it, even just like live right now. Yeah. But, <laughs> but write, write an episode of our podcast for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good question to ask. Yeah. I have to remember to do that at some point and just see what it does. <laughs> see what happens. My story this week is dinosaur news. This is from popsci.com. Um, yeah. Uh, the headline is this dinosaur dove like a duck. How, how could we know that? I, yeah, yeah, actually, that's a good point. This headline is probably uh, just, they're making an educated guess based on the, the information that they have. We don't know for sure that it dove like a duck. We haven't okay, seen it. Okay, still cool. Um, but it looks like it could have divin. divin? It oh, could, have, di- could have divin like a duck. The English language is so could weird. Could have dove, I think. I think it's could still dove. Could have dove, yeah. I don't think there'd be another, I don't think there's don't another think, form of dive. No, I don't think there is. At least not one that I've heard. Yeah. We should ask the AI. But you're, you're, but see, you were follow, 
Yeah, this is exactly the type of thing that an I was AI doing, would mess up. I was up. doing natural language processing. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's hard for people it's too. It's hard. Uh, so yeah, so this is a newly discovered dinosaur species um, that may be a pretty good swimmer with duck-like diving abilities. Again, they're just basing this on its bones. So, mm. um, so it's called uh, Natovenator, which sounds what? like... I don't I, the Terminator. Yeah, right. I don't know if that's how it's supposed to be pronounced, but that's how it's spelled. Uh, Polydontus, which means many-toothed swimming hunter. Um, mm. It was a theropod, uh, which is a hollow-bodied hollow dinosaur. I think that should be hollow-boned because bodied would mean <laughs> it's just a sack <laughs> of skin. Um, their words, not yeah. mine. So, yeah, but yeah, hollow-boned yeah, yeah. dinosaur, I'm going to assume is what that means. Okay. Uh, that had three toes and claws on each limb. Uh, it lived about 145 to 66 million years ago in the Gobi Desert in Mongolia during the Upper Cretaceous period. Uh, and its streamlined ribs and body shape, um, which it has in common with modern diving birds, suggests that this species was a potentially capable swimming predator. Um, so, yeah, they're... They have like an illustration of what they think it might have looked like, and it looks a lot like a big hmm. duck, like a dinosaur, but a duck. And it's it's kind of funny. Makes me really happy because it, but it makes sense, right? Because like there probably were just like big ducks, like that were also well, dinosaurs. There are like other we, kinds of like flying birds, but right. Larger, why not a duck? Yeah, and like even the like yeah. velociraptors and stuff, like were still like. Pre- predecessors to birds and th- mm-hmm. like so yeah it exactly. makes sense that there would be something pretty much every type of kind of bird that exists today i feel like there's a dinosaur you kind of map it to like there's that. It's like some kind of like, mapping of dinosaurs like an ostrich or something right? right like which you've got like the ornithomimus which was like very much looked like an ostrich with like the long neck and mm-hmm. i don't know if they're directly related or not but like yeah there's definitely like a bird analog i think for pretty much everything i'm trying to think if there's like was there like a big chicken I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I don't chickens, know. Chickens came later. The T Rex, because the arms they just Maybe. don't have arms. Yeah, and they're just arms clucking around, yeah. except they have teeth. No, I don't know. <laughs> what if T Rexes just were completely wrong about them, and they're just like, bruk, 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 but they're yeah. huge. So it's just echoes. Um, hmm. Anyway, uh, so this one's a cousin of the Velociraptor. Um, but it has a much more streamlined look. They use the word streamlined a lot in this article, um, with long jaws and tiny teeth. Um, so David Hone, who is a paleontologist and professor at Queen Mary University of London, said that it is difficult to say exactly where the new species falls on the spectrum of totally land-dwelling animals to totally aquatic animals. Uh, he says that the next steps to understand this species motion should be modeling of the dinosaur's body shape to help scientists understand exactly how it might have moved. So like the fact that they haven't done that makes me think they're very much speculating based on just these bones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and he also said that additional research should look uh, into the environment in which uh, this dinosaur lived. Uh, and this is a quote from him. He said, there's a real question of, okay, you've got a swimming dinosaur in the desert. What's it swimming in? <laughs> Uh, he said finding the fossil record of these lakes is going to be tough but sooner or later we might well find one and when we do we might well find a lot more of these things it's british so Mm. i didn't give him an accent this time but uh might well i feel like is is quite a britishism Mm -hmm. but yes this is a a duck dinosaur i would like to see which i'd never really i'd never thought of like 
that would be a thing, but of course it's okay. a thing. Why wouldn't it be a thing? This is their illustration of what they think it might have looked like. Oh, okay. It's basically a duck dinosaur. Yeah, that looks that looks reasonable. Yeah, like <laughs> it's got like the general shape of a duck, mm-hmm. but with like a long elongated mouth as opposed to like an actual beak and the wings are much the quote unquote wings are much smaller. They're just kind of like feathered forelimbs. Yeah, it's um, it's more like lanky. Right. It's a got like d- a big duck. long tail. So but yeah, kind of like if you crossed a duck a duck and a dinosaur, this yeah. is probably what you would think of. Or like a swan also in there. Yes, that in there too. I could definitely see that. Because yeah, it does have a very long neck. Mm-hmm. It's like much longer than most ducks, so that's a good good point too. But yeah. I mean, cool. again, this is all speculation because I think they literally just found some bones. Um, <laughs> and this is like fully feathered. and <laughs> uh, Yeah. I, but, but that's what yeah, you got to do. You got to make your best guess. Got to make your guesses. Yeah. Dino duck. All right. It's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. Write me a song about knickknack news. Ready, set, go! All right, this is from AP News, posted two hours ago. Very breaking. California girl licensed to own a unicorn if she finds one. (laughs) Aw. I know. That almost feels mean. (laughs) No, it's not mean. It's it's cute. Like this girl. So this. (laughs) Feels like you're giving her false hope, though. I oh, <laughs> I don't, maybe, I don't know. I didn't take it that way. <laughs> she, she, um, this girl wrote a letter to LA animal control authorities to ask for permission to own a unicorn. And it said, dear LA County, I would like your approval. If I can have a unicorn in my backyard, if I can find one. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually made a permit for this girl. <laughs> That's and the, the permit says that um, the unicorn must be provided ample exposure to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows and have its horn polished at least once a month with a soft cloth. <laughs> <laughs> like, they put guidelines into the permit. Like It's hard to guarantee that it gets exposure to rainbows. That's pretty uncommon, yeah. I feel like. The moonbeams and sunshine should be easy enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be, that'd be doable. It's like yeah. the rainbows is, is like... Rainbows is difficult. You, those are... They're rare, you know? Yeah. Um, there were five conditions for unicorn ownership. Uh, there was another one here. It says that it the permit required that any sparkles or glitter sprinkled on the animal be non-toxic and biodegradable. <laughs> and also that it needs to be fed watermelon at least once a week. <laughs> I don't know where they got the know, watermelon. That, I, I haven't heard that. I'm not aware of that being a part of the unicorn mythos. Also, I feel um, like they provide their own sparkles, but... I guess we don't really know. Yeah. Um, I guess th- there's maybe there's different types of unicorns that some of them provide their own. Some of you need to, you just oh, yeah. the, sparkle the them. sparkled unicorn. Bedazzle them. Yeah. I guess the sparkled unicorn. Versus the uncommon, unsparkled unicorn. Um, this girl was commended for her sense of responsible pet ownership to seek permission in advance and for thoughtfully considering the requirements of providing a loving home to animals. <laughs> I thought this was really cute. Oh, it's it's very sweet. I just hope that she's <laughs> not like 
what? <laughs> like they actually uh, like it's like now she thinks it's a now real she thing. thinks it's a real thing. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't say how old the girl was, so I, I don't really know. <laughs> she's thirty five. She's <laughs> <laughs> it's not very cute. <laughs> she, she's older than us. She's <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, this is from Vice.com, and the headline is, This interactive map will show you how screwed you are if we're hit by an asteroid. <laughs> this is perfect for our podcast. <laughs> I yeah, like I think so. We always are talking about asteroids. We're always talking about asteroids, so now we know if one hits us, how bad it'll be. <laughs> yeah. um, so they led with an example like that they had tried in the simulator. Uh, they said, a 1,500-foot... Uh, diameter iron asteroid striking the edge of Central Park in New York City uh, would kill around 900,000 people on impact. The crater would be 5.6 miles wide and almost 1,900 feet deep. Uh, And the blast would be equivalent to 9 gigatons of TNT, which is several orders of magnitude stronger than the largest nuclear bomb ever uh, detonated. Um, So these are all facts you can get from this, like, asteroid simulator. You can specify, like, the type of asteroid, how big it is, um, the angle of impact, like oh, where that, it that act, affects, yeah, you? which mm. would have apparently affect like the aftershocks and stuff. Like it's a very detailed simulator. Huh. Um, cool. So this the tool is called Asteroid Launcher. It's a browser app that lets you see how devastating the impact of a comet or asteroid could be. Um, it uses Apple Maps to full to pull satellite footage of the Earth, uh, so you can scan the impact or scan the planet for your impact site. Uh, and then adjust like different sliders to tweak the asteroid and like how it approaches the Earth. Um, oh, and the speed is another one you can tweak, so you can say like how fast it's coming in at what angle, and that'll like mm. actually affect things. Um, so it apparently has like different layers of visualizations. After it lands, you can then scroll through a list of stats, and the map updates as you go to show things like aftershocks and like so this far out, like people would hear it, or this far out, people would like see the the flash from it or whatever. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and the person who created it is named Neil Agarwal. He is a self-described developer with a passion for creative coding. Hmm. Um, and the project makes use of papers from uh, Dr. Gareth Collins and Dr. Clemens Rumpf, um, who are a, respectively a professor and a former Nash, NASA engineer who have both studied asteroid impacts and their effect on humanity. So this is like using like actual... like research and equations like derived by these people. That's awesome. Um, it's so it's should be quite accurate for if you want to find this out. Mm-hmm. Um, he said the m- most difficult part uh, about developing it was learning the asteroid physics. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and his favorite comment from Reddit was, I had a fun time finding an asteroid that was big enough to destroy my workplace, but not my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> So people are having fun with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems pretty cool. I yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to like actually play around with it yet. Yeah. But I want to try it and it it looks kind of fun and yeah. Just curious to see. If, yeah, that seems cool. If an asteroid hits us, like uh how screwed are we? <laughs> to use their words. <laughs> Do you know did it say anything about simulating like like the difference between hitting in the ocean and hitting like on land? It didn't mention that in the article, but I wouldn't be surprised if that had been taken into account. Because I always wonder about that, too. Like, 
is it better if it hits in the ocean, but then it just makes like a huge tidal wave? Right. That destroys That destroys things. everything, but doesn't explode but it doesn't, everything. doesn't like explode, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to see if it, if it takes that into account. It might just be on land. I don't know. Hmm. Cool. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.